0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how's uh, how are you guys doing? How's your week been?
1: Doing, man. It's been a pretty, pretty relaxed week. Had training early in the week.
0: And- you guys both got today off, didn't you? Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, he's <you> bitches.
1: <laughs> yeah, holiday for him, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cashing in vacation days right now.
0: That's right. Yeah, you got to use up all yours. I've,
1: yeah. I've recently found that mine roll over.
2: So I might keep. Oh, up.
1: yeah, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. I was originally going to hold uh, a week. I was hoping I'd have a week bought out and I could hold a week for next year. And then when they told me that doesn't happen for first years, I was like, OK, time to jam some uh, vacation in. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of first years, we're talking about universities and colleges. Ooh, oh, that segue. What a oh, segue. What a segue. Fucking so nailed
2: disappointed it. in that segue. Are you kidding?
0: I fucking <laughs> nailed it, buddy. I nailed it. (laughs) Didn't even set it up. Just naturally happened. Sorry, wait. I I
1: got that line in the script, right, Aish?
0: (laughs) Damn it, TJ. (laughs) Blowing my cover. But yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, colleges and universities like we did with the UBI, just sort of a discussion episode. Um, Okay,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it's not just colleges and universities. You've also forgot to mention the apprenticeships
0: okay you, yeah fair enough i thought that was going to be a, an episode on its own but we can talk about that now might as well makes sense
2: wait was that not actually part of this episode no
0: that is a part
1: of this episode oh okay, okay that's what i, I thought i thought.
0: thought we were doing another one on it's yeah call but...
1: discussion of college universities and apprenticeships. and apprenticeships okay yeah cool sounds good to me
0: even better
2: you can tell how underserved the apprenticeship market is just based on our own preconceived biases about what we should not shouldn't be talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. I just forgot it existed
1: <laughs> to begin with. I mean,
0: oh my God. You guys <laughs> fucking suck. Fucking this guy over here was in apprentice or like it almost took that route. I know it exists. You fucking dick.
1: <laughs> it didn't quite take that route, but yeah. Almost, almost. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Which is well actually
0: asked. is kind of interesting because we have Jake who went like the university route. TJ, you've done college and like I've done both. So yeah, it's you're kind of interesting. There. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, like I did college, but really it was more of pre-apprenticeship college than anything else. I mean, between my three times in college now they've uh, for the most part, have been pre-apprenticeship programs.
2: Interesting. What What's involved with a pre-apprenticeship college program?
1: So basically you know how like in school all the time, they were, you you'd sit down every now and then back in high school and they would start to push these uh, paths to you, right? You're going to be going to college, university or the apprenticeships and someone would come in and talk about the apprenticeship lifestyle to you. And it would basically segue into the fact that like, you know, once you get out of high school, you don't have to jump right into school. You can jump into one of these apprenticeships, you know, don't have to take on debt. You have the opportunity to work and learn at the same time. Kind of a good uh, market for a lot of people, right?
0: Right. Well, sure. Yeah, if and you were in kind
1: of yeah, go ahead, Baxi.
0: No, I was just gonna say, in our town, it was especially popular. I think um, even I considered it for a little bit, but um, it was just kind of interesting how many more people knew about apprenticeships. Like when I got to university, when I came here, how many less, how much less people knew about apprenticeships here than they did back home.
1: Yeah, it was definitely really pushed. We, we had a very working class community. I mean, it was either you worked for the plant in our area or you were, yeah, into apprenticeship programs, right? You worked trades for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, they would come in and they would push those programs on you. And the pre-apprenticeship program was basically like your, your little course in between. It was like, you don't really know what you want to do yet. You know, you want to join an apprenticeship, but you don't think you really have the knowledge for it. You could do one of these courses through a college. It was usually one year long course, and they would kind of just give you the background into it. So for me, that was I was looking at being an electrician at the time, so I did an electrical techniques course, is what it was called.
2: Hmm. That's very cool. I, I think um, before we get too far away from the topic of of how these were pushed in our in our towns, um, I think one thing that maybe the three of us are lacking is um, that sort of city school experience. Um, I feel like in in, in my small town, um, you know, we also knew about apprenticeships and how valuable they could be and, and, and such. But in in my specific world, like I was surrounded by all of these kids in the university stream, um, or academic rather in high school that uh, really, it positioned us such that the only option would be university, like as if um, going to college or doing an apprenticeship might end up uh, being a less fulfilling, less, um, I guess, just less, you know, not as good of a life almost, um, which is truly unfortunate because a lot of these can be very valuable.
0: Yeah, I think there's the sort of notion that people in like the academic STEM stream kind of look down on apprenticeships or people who do trades. Um, I know in, in sort of the circles in high school, um, there were definitely people who took like, you know, the the um, academic level courses uh, that were like, wouldn't even look at the kids who did wood woodshop, you know, it's just kind of a, it's a weird like a uh, dichotomy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point too, Jake, with the whole, I mean, yeah, we all come from a small town schooling background, so it's, uh, it's different for us.
2: Mm-hmm. A little bit different for sure. But um, what you're saying about this, uh, this like sort of pre-apprenticeship program, sounds like it would have been quite valuable to know about for a lot of kids in my high school. Um, I, I think there's so much sort of build up to that decision. uh, about what you're going to do post high school almost too much Uh, because realistically, I mean, look at us now, you know, 26, 28, no idea what the hell we want to do with our lives, you know, still trying to figure it out. And uh, when I was in high school, I thought I'd have everything sorted out by this age.
1: Oh yeah. I thought I was going to be making like $150,000 a year running my own business by the time I was 25 years old. So, so much for that. (laughs)
0: It's kind of funny. I never really thought about like 10 years into the future back then. Like back then it was kind of, you know, universities next. And then when I got to university, you know, getting a job is next. Like I didn't really think what I'd be doing 10 years from now. And I probably maybe should have because I'm doing something completely different. Right. So I think just you don't really know what you want to do when you're that young. Like asking somebody to choose their their life at 17 or 18 is is a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, so when I did that pre-apprenticeship program, I did the one year course, finished it. And as soon as I finished that course, I decided to go to a new school and do another pre-apprenticeship program. And this time it was in motive power technician, which is basically your, your mechanics, small engines and stuff like that kind of course. And, uh, I didn't even end up completing that one, ended up getting bored of that before I could even get a chance to finish. (laughs) Wow. But I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to know what you want to do when you're that young.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, since we're already uh, on on apprenticeships and stu- stuff, um, why did you choose to not follow that route? What made you go back to college for something else?
1: Well, it's funny. I just didn't feel like I was ready to start working at the time, I think was the biggest thing. Uh yeah. It wasn't even so much an issue with the course, like the electrical course. I had a lot, I really enjoyed the electrical course. I did really well in it. I enjoyed doing it. I actually got a job offer right as soon as I finished the course from one of my teachers, he was going to line me up with a job in Barrie, which was pretty far from home, but not too far from where I was in Toronto at the time when I was taking the program. And uh, he offered me and my partner who I'd been working on a lot of my assignments with and stuff at the time jobs working for someone he knew out there. And, uh, my partner actually took the job and I ended up turning it down just because I just didn't
0: feel ready to join the workforce. What? Huh. That's interesting. What, uh, what was it? like? What was that fear? Like, What did you think you were lacking?
1: Um, maybe not so much a fear or lacking of working, maybe more so a fear of youth. I was afraid of jumping into something too early. I, I was looking around and I, I was doing a one-year pre apprenticeship program, and as soon as I got to school and I started doing that, I was like, "Wow, I'm only here for a year," and I'm looking around at everybody else around me, and they're all there for two, three-year programs. You know, um, I'm really the only one at the, the, going to the school right now, like at least from the people I knew there, that was doing a one-year program. And I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be out of school. I'm gonna be an adult, joining the workforce. Uh, my time for." partying and hanging out with friends, you know, enjoying my youth is going to pass by so quickly. I was like, you know what, instead of that, let's take the opportunity to learn some more stuff and I can continue to live this lifestyle. So that, yeah. I think that was more the driving factor in that.
0: Yeah, for sure. You're about 18 or 19, something like that. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I think it yeah. would have been about 18, 19 at the time, somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At that, at that age, like there's just so much you want to do. Um, it's hard to commit yourself, to something like that for well i guess forever but um but it's yeah that's just uh that's interesting
1: yeah and i mean like we said earlier too about i mean to be that young and to choose what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life is pretty intimidating
2: oh i think almost prohibitively so um like the, the one of the advantages that i think a lot of people tout with getting into the trades is their sort of lower uh barrier to entry um you know, you do your, your one-year course maybe at the at the college or goes directly into an apprenticeship. Um, and you start working. You start getting paid earlier, right? Yeah. And for most um, people,
1: like we were saying earlier, I mean, most people don't do the pre-apprenticeship program. It's They, they yeah. know somebody or they're driven to hop right into the, the trade instantly. They know what trade they're going to do. They hop right into it. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's their life right there.
2: Yeah. I, I wonder um, if some of these people, you know, they, they have to do a lot of growing up during their sort of work life, um, which, you know, I, I, think we all sort of experience as well, but maybe is, is much more focused and more of a concern, I guess, uh, for these kinds of tradespeople that are, you know, getting into full-time work so young. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, um, you know, going through university for me, I slacked off a shitload. Um, there was very, very few days where I was working a full eight hours, you know. And if, if oh, yeah. I had been um, in a trade, I, w- I would have been forced to. It would have been absolutely like, there, there's no other choice, right? Yeah. You, you're there yeah. to work, you, you just start immediately. And going straight from high school to that is, a pretty huge jump. Um, I mean, that being said, I I think that maybe even though these, uh, it does have the advantage of making money sooner, um, that people aren't necessarily smart enough with it at the time to really experience a true financial advantage in life. Um, Now, that may not be the case. And, you know, I might be talking out of my ass here, but it's a supposition that I, I would be, surprised it wasn't correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know personally for me, when uh, I think what really helped me sort of stabilize is getting that uh, job, that eight, nine to five, that consistency kind of thing, although it wasn't consistent. But anyway, um, I think when I went off to school, I wasn't trying to learn. Like, I just think my, my primary objective was to get out there and experience the world Um, more than it was to learn. Well, engineering is what I went for, but to really learn anything, like to be honest, other than kind of like hanging out and enjoying life, which at 17 or 18, if you want to do it, do it. Like, I think that's the time, but uh, I just wasn't responsible enough to go to school. To be honest, I think going to that job um, when I left university and started working for a bit in between, it really taught me, you know, consistency and taught me what it's like to be an adult and it kind of prepared me for after like when i was done schooling i was like you know this is what i'm gonna look forward to um i can kind of get used to it now but yeah i think you have a really good point too right like i think it's a very uh it's at that age you just can't tell you got to go with your gut
1: You know, it's funny for me, it was very different from you guys. My first year, well, maybe it was because I knew it was going to be my only year or at least expected it to be my only year at the time. I was, I was like battened down. I was like, I am going to kick ass at this course. And I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm graduating with at least like above an 80 average. I was like, I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing here, I'm going to get it down because I've only got one year to get it done in. Mm. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I spent some time and enjoyed myself too, but I uh, I definitely made sure that I was doing well in my course in my first year there.
2: Yeah. See, I, I sort of relate a bit to Aishir. I, My experience at university was, you know, very um, experienced life first, university second, sort of learning there. I was, I came in with an attitude that I was, you know, smarter than most. Um, didn't need to try as hard as most people, because that's what I experienced in high school. Um, of course I was met with the stark reality of an actually challenging program. And, um, I, you know, had to change programs due to not being able to maintain my, my average in first year. Um, so I went to McMaster for commerce and then ended up with an economics degree, um, the three-year degree in a four-year period, right? And uh, it was sort of my first, I guess, I, I don't know how to say it. It is my first um, brush with reality, I guess. I, I had finally discovered that you know, I couldn't just breeze through life. I had to actually apply myself. And then when you hit the workforce afterward, you know, that's when I, I really started to see my, my own, like, talents and stuff uh, take off. But it in school at 17, when when I went to university at first, it was very much just live first, schooling later. I, I don't think I would have had what it took to be an apprentice somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah, a lot okay. of
1: people like that at my school, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was one of those kids. (laughs) But uh, before we go too far, should we just talk about like, um, you know, what our post-secondary education is like, like what we personally did? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Do you want to start us off, Jay?
2: Yeah. uh, So I um, went through high school and doing all the STEM courses and whatnot. So really thought I was going to go for sciences or something like that, or engineering. Um, ended up at Master for um, Commerce in first year. Um, had a bit of a crazy first year and ended up with um, 0.1 of a grade point less than I needed to stay in my program. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was naturally pretty upset. Um, there was a lot of tension between my first year roommate and I, who uh, was actually a friend from uh, back home. And it was, it was very difficult for me to deal with. So uh, I ended up transferring into economics and um, thinking that I would, you know, shoot for the top and get a Bachelor of Arts honors for economics. And I actually ended up just with a three-year degree. Um, I found a lot of the material really dry and uh couldn't hold it together so i was like screw this i'm just gonna get a check mark and leave and that's what i did so three-year economics degree from mcmaster
0: Ooh, nice right on i mean honestly just be proud you finished it right uh, i think like mm-hmm. having the determination doesn't matter if it took you four, five, six five six years i think just getting it done it shows a level of uh determination and and just follow through man I think um, that's that's super important. That tells you a lot, right? It, it tells you that even though it got hard, you still got, found a way to finish it off. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, school school's not easy, despite yeah. what people might think. I mean, it's it takes commitment. You got to be fucking determined.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and life doesn't stop outside of it either, right? You got to deal with everything else going on too. So, yeah, good on you. Four years is really not bad at all. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll, I can go next. Um, I say,
1: go ahead, man. Tell us a bit about it.
0: So I went, I did sort of similar thing as Jake in high school, STEM classes, uh, math, calculus, whatever. Uh, went to engineering because that's what my family did. That's what our friends did. Uh, and I had the grades to do it. So first year went to McMaster for com- um, engineering is uh, general first year. You don't specialize until second year, but I didn't even get to the point where I could specialize. Um, I actually changed to from a bachelor of engineering to bachelor of technology, which is its short form is B tech. Um, It has three streams after first year. So I had to do first year again, pretty much. Um, And it went well. Like I actually did find that this, that time around, like I got good grades, good enough to go on to second year. That's when I chose uh, process automation, which actually one of our friends, uh, Koshi, he did the exact same thing. He was in uh, Tech as well so uh, that was kind of cool but we never ever ever talked about school or or like courses or engineering stuff <laughs> like it just never came up um, and then so I did another year of that so I was in three in three years but second year of bachelor of technology when I just realized like I just can't do it anymore. Like I had no motivation. Um, I was slacking off so hard. I was pretty depressed too. So like, like I said, life doesn't stop. Right. So everything is still crushing in around you. So eventually I had to just drop out altogether, uh, take a well, well well-deserved mental break, which is when I went started working actually um, where I had like a full-time job, which was like, it wasn't that consistent. It was shift work. Right. So I did either morning, afternoon or nights Um, and then there were times when I had 12, there were like legitimately months at a time when I would work like 12 hour days or like 10 and a half from 5 30 AM to 5 PM, like stupid shit. Um, but it just taught me, you know, like, like I said earlier, just what life is going to be like in the future. Like you're going to have to, this is what the real world is. It's work, whether it's eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, that's what's going to come at you and you better be ready for it. So that helped a lot. I think it gave me consistency, which for me personally, I thrive on consistency. I like it. Um, so that then that set me up for, and I talked about this a little bit in my episode too, sort of how I got started in um, in broadcasting, in media, and technology was my love for hockey and like, I wanted to work in hockey, but so I started at Mohawk, which which is a college also in Hamilton that does the broadcasting and media and television. It's actually a really good program. It's up there with some of the other ones. And I just enjoyed, I, this time was so different because I looked at the courses, what they involved, what I would be doing, what I would be learning. Like I didn't do any of that shit when I went to engineering, you know, like I just did I just fucking signed up and sent in my paperwork and off I go. Like, like, um, it was such a stark difference. And and I guess that's when I kind of realized too, like, I am going there to learn. I'm going there to be better. Like this time around, I didn't do any of the shit I did the first time. Like I didn't party all the Like I did party all the time, but I was very responsible. Like I didn't do it before classes or projects. I didn't blow off like tests. I didn't do any of that shit. Um, and I just kind of hung around with a better crowd too. Like I tried to surround myself with people who were also motivated. Um, that was a big thing for me. I kind of feel like uh, my friends can, can can influence my decisions a lot of the time. So I had to be careful about that. Um, but it went a lot better. I absolutely, like I crushed it. I did a really good job. I made a lot of good connections. Um like networking connections in the, in the business, in the field, which some of who I still talk to today, like one of them sent me a job posting the other day and I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Um, So I think it's just the, the difference, that motivation, that, that drive. And the fact that I wanted to like me personally, I wanted to go and learn. I didn't want to just go and do something because that's what my parents did. That's what my friends did. So I think that was, that's sort of where um, my I would say it's stalled for now. I wouldn't say it's stopped. I think I'll probably go back to school for something at some point, but I got to, I got to fully flesh out what I'm doing here first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's my sort of history with post-secondary education. How about you teach?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we went to the same school together, which luckily we met around like 10th grade. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the Let's see, back in school, back in high school, I guess I didn't really have a focus on STEM so much. I tried to do the, uh, the academic compared to, compared to applied courses. I'm assuming you guys were pretty well just academic the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, going through high school. You guys were academic all the way. Um, I tried to do that by about the 11th grade. A, I had sat down with the, uh, the guidance counselor one day. And he was going over with me the fact that, you know, like, it doesn't matter which courses you take academic or applied, you know, the grade is a grade. So if you do the college level courses, the applied ones, instead of doing the academic university level courses, you could really boast your grade if you're planning on going to college instead of university. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of the first point in my life where I was like, man, I don't even know what the hell I'm going for. I have, I had no clue what I was looking at. The only yeah. thing in high school I really even enjoyed at the time was like psychology, sociology courses. And I liked being in woodshop and it kind of quickly realized that, uh, I didn't think I was really going to be able to handle doing the, the full schooling for psychology, sociology, those kind of courses. And a trade was probably going to be better suited for me, but I still wanted to go to school. Like I was saying before, that's kind of how I stumbled across the pre-apprenticeship programs and stuff. So, uh, Through high school, I pretty well just stuck straight with doing shop courses. I think I ended up finishing the year doing like, I think I had like eight or nine credits that were just for wood shop courses. Not like any other shops, just wood (laughs) shop courses. Just from doing co-ops with the wood shop teacher, doing design courses, cabinet making, like all these different wood shop. Anything that was wood shop that was available, I took it. And uh, coming to the end of the high school, I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a cabinet maker? Luckily my teacher at the time was a cabinet maker and I talked with him about it a bit. And he was like, you know, TJ, I don't, I can't see you going into a cabinet making in his apprenticeship. because, like, you know, your first two years, you're literally just going to be sanding things all day long for two years. He's like, you're oh, going to get wow. bored. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would get bored. And I would probably just leave. And, uh, kind of started to take a look at it. And I was like, you know, if I was going to be doing something trade related, I'm probably going to want to be doing a little bit of everything. And the thing that I was kind of the weakest in at the time was my electrical background. So I really had no idea how electricity worked at all. I remember one day in high school, we had to wire like a couple of outlets in a wall. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. So I figured that was probably the best thing to tackle at the time. So I thought, okay, electrician's a good paying job. Uh, The uh, program to be an electrician is like a four-year apprenticeship, basically. And if I do a pre-apprenticeship program, I can kind of get a leg up and learn the theory of electricity, some of the code, basic wiring and stuff. So that's kind of how I stumbled across that as my pre-apprenticeship program. So uh, yeah, I did that for the year. I uh, did very well in it, had a good time. And then, like I was saying before, I still didn't feel ready yet. So I decided to go do motive power and learn a little bit about engines because that was another thing I was pretty weak in. I really didn't know a whole lot about that. So I uh, moved to a new city and then I did that for a bit. But uh, after a few months in, I was starting to get a little bit bored with the program. I was noticing that I, I was skipping a lot of classes. I wasn't really sticking with the program at all. And right around that same time, I started to have some really bad anxiety and panic attacks from past experiences in my life and stuff. And I was like, I I can't do this. I couldn't stick with it. So yeah, I ended up leaving that pretty quickly after that. And uh, I just decided it was time to jump into the world of work. And uh, after that, luckily, I was able to get a job with a guy who taught me a little bit about everything, just like I wanted, taught me how to build houses, plumbing, electrical, everything.
0: It was pretty great.
2: Very cool.
0: Yeah, It's kind of strange, but uh, I noticed while I was sort of switching programs and, and things like that, that a lot of people are, at least in my anecdotal experience, were not doing really what they went to school for or like fringe stuff, you know, like it wasn't like, oh, you went for went to school for computer science or computer engineering and now you're strictly coding like it wasn't really like that it was people were doing stuff that that was related kind of to what they went to school for but not really what you would consider like a major or something like that you know
2: mm, yeah. yeah i actually um no yeah. oh, i might be dating myself here but i i heard um a statistic years ago that uh only approximately 30 percent of post secondary graduates um did a job related to their field of study. Um, and I think that really is interesting because, you know, I, I think it speaks exactly to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now about not really knowing your place, not really understanding who you are yet uh, or your, your goals. Because um, only 30% actually going into a field that's relevant is perilously low. Um, you would yeah. assume that most people would go into their
1: field.
0: Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that should make a lot of people feel better. You know, you, you just just because you don't know what you're doing now doesn't mean anybody's <laughs> really got their shit together. Like, apart from Zach, like, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what they want to do. For My hero. <laughs> yeah, for their life. But uh, no, I just, yeah, I think if there was one thing I could go back and tell, My younger self is like don't rush into it like you don't need to do this now that's just because that's what everyone else is doing you know like don't go to like a lot of our friends tj took a an extra year right they they didn't graduate like all of us didn't graduate at the same time yeah Um, you
1: did the primary graduation i did the victory lap year yeah yeah there was a few of us that stuck around yeah
0: like steph and and uh Martin did Martin take another year I forget
1: but yeah Martin actually did something a little bit off of the stem of pre-apprenticeship or an apprenticeship course he was able to get into like a pre-apprenticeship program that was covered by the government it was a free course covered by the government to teach uh, construction and from that course it actually put him directly into an apprenticeship program too wow
0: oh man you know what we didn't even touch on so uh, we're talking about you know going to university and colleges like years ago but TJ you just recently went back right can you tell us a little bit about that experience yeah that's been interesting i mean
1: since the introduction we did for the podcast it's been it's been some time and i mean a lot of things have changed in especially in my life right now i mean started school in uh an accounting business program and at the same time also got a new job working as a property manager for a home building company too where i'm doing a lot of renovations and uh Uh, lots of building and stuff like that related kind of to what my experience or the background is. But uh, trying to juggle the two has been absolute hell. I mean, oh, my God, I thought it would be easy breezy. But uh, there have been some long days at work and you come back home to sit down and uh, to do online schooling afterwards. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, I took a full course load for the uh, business accounting course. And, uh, it's five courses and it's, it's been hard to handle. I'm actually down to just two courses now after I think we're coming on, I'm in the second last week here right now, I'm doing final projects for most of my courses here. And, uh, it's gotten to the point where I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I could still reasonably pass two of these courses of the five. Now the other (laughs) ones I've just fallen too far behind and I'm, you know, Oh and
2: yeah. That, um, that actually reminds me, um, I completely glossed over, uh, some of the times that I've tried to go back to school as well. Um, oh yeah.
1: You, you tried to too, huh?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I actually went through, um, I went through the application process for, um, an Australian business school, oh, um, nice. that I was going to do my MBA at. Um, So I I got accepted. I did started some of the coursework and I was uh, doing it sort of, you know, they had this payment plan where you could pay like per month for a couple of years or whatever. I was like, you know what? I'd really like to have those letters next to my name. And then I started doing some of the coursework and recognized that I was getting far too bored with it. Um, Similarly maybe to how you felt during your accounting courses. Um, I, I just like couldn't, convince myself that it was worth it to sit there on my computer and try to learn this online stuff. I I didn't find that I was learning anything. Really, I was just being encouraged to regurgitate information about uh, the business that I worked in. Um, The assignments and stuff had structures such that they would ask you for examples of things um, related to your work history. And whatnot and how they did things and I I felt like it was more of a a data mine of their students rather than an actual learning experience Mm. Um, and it really disappointed me and I, I think I disappointed myself a little bit at the time too because I really thought that that's what I wanted to do and then once I started along the path I was like this is not at all what I want to be doing right now um you know I can, I've, I've I can not... relate
1: to that too well buddy I really can that that yeah. it's a, you just struck see, the nail on the head
0: see this this just all goes back to like nobody knows what they're doing right I wish I was allowed in university to like try something for like half a year and be like oh you know what I didn't like this like I would have done that with engineering and then been like fuck I don't like this maybe I'll try something else for half a year like at 18 that's when you want to figure out like different things and and just like try everything and I wish there wasn't such a stigma around changing your mind like it's just yeah. uh it's kind of frustrating to to hear people be like oh like I went to this for like a bunch of years but I dropped out and they they sound like they're like they suck, but like you know, it's not that. I there's just a stigma around it. I wish there wasn't. I guess
1: there is. We're still trying to follow in our in our parents and our grandparents' footsteps, but I mean, it's a mm. it's a completely different world now.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's so different. In fact, and I, I think this really also speaks to the amount of privilege that people have that that don't necessarily need to worry about their finances when when trying these new things, right? Um, you know, if, if I had more financial freedom, I probably would have spent more time making the decision about my degree when I was dropping out of commerce, you know, I I wouldn't have hopped right into economics because it was similar and, you know, cheap and I could get it done that way and not burden myself or my parents with debt. I think, um, if everybody was given the opportunity to try and fail, the world would be a better place.
1: Yeah. To not have that burden of debt hanging over your head would have been such an unreal thing. Cause I mean, that is definitely a large reason why I chose a trades path too. I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's like kind of get into a wrap here a little bit then yeah. on uh, some, or some finishing thoughts and a little bit about these things.
2: Mm. yeah yeah. can we talk about the money side of things real quick
1: yeah Um, I would love to I've got a list in front
2: of me here of um, some of the salaries uh, for the first year certification for some skilled trades Um, so this this data is apparently up to date as of 2017 from StatsCan so um, looks like there's about Ten um, skilled trades on this list um, with salaries ranging from eighty thousand to fifty-one
1: thousand. Um, the starting the salary.
2: Starting salary. So this is your well, year start, of certification. starting salary
1: of oh, this is year of certification apprenticeship. Okay.
2: Yeah. So once you're, you're essentially your first year once you're certified. Okay. Okay. Um, so this would be post apprenticeship. Um, you're fully certified, entering the field. Um, So, any guesses as to what kind of trades might top the list?
1: Uh, Welder, plumber, electrician, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Um, millwright, uh, probably a pipe fitter.
2: You're hitting the nail on the head, dude. (laughs) I've
1: I've been involved with this stuff for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, This is
2: uh, so this is how it's broken down. Um, Heavy duty equipment technician, eighty thousand. Okay. Um, Industrial electrician, 80,000. Industrial mechanic or millwright, 76,000. Steam fitter or pipe fitter, 74,000. Construction electrician, 72. Refrigeration or air conditioning mechanic, 72. Truck Mm -hmm. and transport mechanic, yeah, yeah, 56. Uh, Sheet metal worker, 56. Plumber, 54. And welder, 51 um so I don't know about you guys but when I left university the first job the first real full-time job I had I made 36,000 a year Mm -hmm. um that is a stark difference considering like the length of apprenticeships like I'm sure I could be first or certified within four years um doing the apprenticeship right
1: so yeah, yeah you you're almost all apprenticeships, it's a usually a four-year apprenticeship you're going to be doing before you're certified. That's that's pretty typical. Right. So,
0: so I guess the one thing that I don't want to get lost, just in case there are people like me. Um, I just feel like the the working conditions, the work life, right? I think. That's the part that might suffer a little bit like labor. Like it's going to be heavy labor, hard labor, long hours. What hours in general? Like, I mean, the hours
1: can be long and stuff, but yeah, labor intensive. I mean, yeah. your, first, your first couple of years, very labor yeah. and uh, very similar to Jake too. Like, yeah, first job was about $18 an hour. So I was in yep. that $36,000 a year category.
0: Yeah, same. Um, actually, pretty much up until my current job, I was in that category. So, um, I think there, the, the curve though is quite steep. So like for me, my next position would be like an exponential, like it's like a, an exponential curve. So I think your first few jobs are going to at least, sorry, I'm talking about in my field. Um, your first few jobs are going to be pretty low paying, pretty long hours, um, and like tough, but Cause there's a lot of pressure too, but I think once you get past that sort of that curve, um, it goes up quite steeply towards the end.
2: Um, are, are you referring to like the curve post uh, college slash university?
0: Yeah. I'm talking about the curve after you graduate. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Now uh, keep in mind, these salaries would also increase pretty heavily. Of course. Depending on, yeah. On, um, my thing is um, so my first year, working post school, uh, 36,000 second year. Um, well, I guess my first few months was 36,000. I didn't last long at my first job. Um, then, uh, $42, 64, uh, 85. And now, um, you know, a base of 68 plus compensation that would likely put me in the range of total compensation of about 85 or 90. So I've sort of, I'm sitting right about where, you know a heavy duty equipment technician might have started. Um and I'm five years post-graduation, right? So and,
1: and that equipment technician would be debt-free as far as schooling and stuff would go too.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So there there is something to be said about that financial position that you can be putting yourself in. Granted, yes, the actual <laughs> amount of work that you're doing physically with your body probably a lot larger than sitting behind a desk and playing uh, solitaire on your work computer, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most, most electricians, by the time they're at retirement age, they're bad knees. They have carpal tunnel Mm -hmm. from using wrist twisting motions all day from screwdrivers. And I mean, being an electrician is a fairly uh, less laborious trade compared to some of these other ones you'd be dealing with. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's very interesting to sort of look at the comparison. Um, and I, I think if anything else, you should be able to look at a chart like this and understand that, you know, trades are not below you. You know, the, a lot of them are probably making more than you. Um, and for whatever reason you think, you know, your physical labor is worth less than, you know, intellectual Um, I I think people that think like that definitely need to check themselves. Um, And I certainly was one of those people at one point in my life, you know.
1: Yeah. As a guy working in property management, where a lot of my job now is to oversee and direct, hire these trades to put onto the jobs and get them to do these things. Let me tell you, probably about 95% of them at least are getting paid well over what I make to manage these jobs. (laughs) I guarantee you that. (laughs)
2: Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I I think, um, if anything, we need to advocate for more, um, more knowledge, really people need to understand and walk a mile in other people's shoes. I, I wanted to stay away from that expression, but, uh, it's just too real, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think, uh, the one thing I want to get across really is, um, if you're young, like don't rush into an education because that usually comes with debt but but like take your time and like if you want to live your life um at 17 and 18 and and uh do it you know like take a couple years like i would i would recommend that everybody after high school takes like a year or two to figure out what they want to do or at least just blow off the steam and, and be young for a bit and then and then get get your shit together and be responsible i think uh that's something that i wish I had that option when I was younger, or at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I wish I knew somebody else who did that or something, you know, like I would just, uh, yeah. I think that's, that would help a lot of people, um, not fuck up as much.
1: Yeah. yeah, if you can afford to do that, I mean, that that's definitely the way to go.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like work, right? Like, I mean, just like, do you got to put you got to put yourself up to you got to be a, a helpful part of society. But yeah, <laughs> I just I just meant like, don't rush into a, an education that you're not sure about just because uh, that's what everyone's doing at your age.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the, the key to the message is become educated about your education. Once you understand exactly what's involved in a in a particular path, it becomes a lot easier to see whether or not you'll be interested. Um, similar to what you were saying before about you know really researching um, the college program that you were doing, Iesh, uh, mm-hmm.
0: what
2: just it just wasn't a thing when you went to university. You know, I I know for me we we were shuttled all into a tiny little computer lab in our school and. You know, there was a pilot project going on where we got to do free a free uh, application
0: for yeah. University. What's that like? Three free applications or something? Yeah, They, yeah, they yeah. Told us that too. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then you know, I'm sitting there, and here I am, no supervision whatsoever. Um, I'm literally sitting in a computer lab, looking at the screen in front of me, trying to decide which programs I'm going to apply for. Wasn't prepared, and I'm like, you know what? I think I could make money in business. Uh, I'm going to try to do that, even though like all of my school, I had been doing STEM related activities. And then here I am like, yeah, whatever business, I'll make money, let's go. (laughs) And (laughs) look where it took me, right? Um, Not necessarily a bad position, but I feel like if I had understood more what was involved, definitely would have been happier as a whole.
0: Yeah. Um, And like, if you, if you're not sure what you want to do, like you can work for a few years, save up some money. And then when you do go to college, you can take it a little bit easier, like working, if you have to work through college, which I know a lot of people do, that also hurts, right? That also hurts your, your learning and how much you're getting through and your priorities will shift. Like if you miss a a shift of work, you might not be able to pay for your rent or something. Right. So I think like why put that added stress on yourself or at 17 or 18 um, just work for a few years and save up some money. But again, it's, of course, that's not a sweeping solution for everybody, but I, I just, yeah, like I said, I wish that option was presented to me when I was thinking about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been, as I'm discovering this year, man, I have nothing but respect for people who can manage a full-time job and do school at the same time. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, those ones that have kids while they're doing it too. Oh yeah, my God. Nothing but respect for me. I, I don't know yeah. how you do it. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, Let's Talk
2: just, about a regimented life, eh? Like all seriously. of your time is is booked. You You don't get any personal time, really.
1: Yeah. I need that downtime to recharge. I just can't do it.
2: Yeah. Wow. What a, what a conversation boys.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. I feel like we drew a lot from personal experiences and we had such varied experiences. That was a really good conversation.
1: Yeah, it really was. learned a lot about you guys, honestly, from this too. It was really interesting
0: Mm -hmm. about apprenticeships and trades. <laughs> and how I should look down on them, right, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> the exact
2: opposite. Of my words.
0: <laughs> brilliant brilliant interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Want, before we sign off, there too, just want to take a moment and uh for people who are looking to get into some in-demand jobs for stuff like that in Canada, and not necessarily apprenticeships, because like. Apprenticeships are always in demand here. If you're going to take a job doing something like that, you will find work. It's Mm -hmm. more of a matter of where you're going to have to go to find it, but there will always be work for you no matter where you go around here. Mm -hmm. Um, I figured that out pretty quickly too. When I got out of school and I started looking for jobs as an electrician, I found out pretty quickly like, all right. Uh, I can't get a job where I want, and that was kind of my biggest factor with not becoming one, but I could have gone many places where I could have been hired instantly if I had done that. Right. um, Yeah. If you're looking to get into some jobs though, that aren't apprenticeship related, some of the most in demand jobs right now they have in Canada, and we're seeing it a lot right now. Um, web development, HR managers, um, accountants, that's half the reason why I picked that program when I decided I was going to do it. Um, vet tax is a huge one. And a lot of places in Canada are struggling to find vet techs for that. That's one of those things a lot like the medical career where we're losing a lot of them to the United States for higher wages. So if you're planning (laughs) on staying in Canada because you love our great country, there are some (laughs) great jobs that you can get involved with that. But uh, just a couple of things to look into if you're looking in for jobs that, you know, very much in demand, they pay well, a good career, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't set on things and you got to try some stuff to figure out if you're going to be into it.
2: Very fair, very
1: fair. Wow,
2: yeah. that, there's some things on that list that I really didn't expect. HR managers, really. yeah. yeah.
1: And you know, my sister did schooling. Uh, actually, did the same business program I did, but on the HR end of things. And uh, I will did say, you've
2: got a sister.
1: I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit. Right. Yeah, uh, just realizing you don't know anything about his family oh there. My God. We, we really don't
1: know a ton about each other's families. No, no, no. We're gonna, I mean, we're I gonna know her it, one day but, too, because she's yeah. actually starting up a business right now. Her and her uh, her and her boyfriend are actually starting a little business up in our hometown. So oh. we'll have to talk to her one day and see how she's doing with all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, you both have younger brothers too, so you we did to? talk
2: about that once so yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah. i remember that conversation we've sister, talked about though.
1: our dad and we've talked about our younger brothers <laughs>
2: very we're, nice. we must be misogynist say eh? only, only talk about the men <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: oh shit classic yeah. white men <laughs> all right <I> just- <laughs> all right
1: yeah, we're used to that, fire, that <laughs> we'll, shot being fired from you we'll, now. So. We'll, we'll, we'll cut it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sighs> awesome. Great conversation, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, great talk. Lots of fun. Thank y'all.
2: Bye-bye. Uh, bye
0: bye <laughs>